know, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been some time. Since I've done this present. It's been some time. I even, I even almost forgot how to um, set it up. Well, that's a you problem. That's well, me. it would have been a you problem as well. Nah, cause... you know me. I just come in and talk a bunch of rubbish and leave. You are the creator and all the, the editing genius, isn't it? Thanks. Thanks for calling me editing genius. So do you want to explain to the people why we have been absent for so long? Why we haven't recorded? Is there even a reason? Nah. I don't think there's a reason. I don't really know if there is one. I think the key is just to... Is just trying to figure out what for me is how you can't, how not to be just another flipping podcast. Because if you think about it, a lot of people have podcasts right now. Not to say that only one person is allowed to have a podcast, but mm. I guess, I guess if you look at it on another side, a podcast is a platform to share your opinion, your thoughts on something. Um, and it's, it's people express themselves differently. Like, you might not say certain things to someone in person, but, you know, there's other music saying that. So, yeah, anyone can have a podcast. But I guess it was just trying to figure out how to not be another flipping podcast. And the conclusion is there is no way to not just be another flipping podcast. You know, our uniqueness is that we are siblings and we, we have... Um, we have... Uh, <laughs> We have a good relationship, and so you know we can use the podcast to express our our opinions, which are similar on different topics. And that's fact. I think the other thing is that, pod, like as you said, don't be just another podcast. You can mm-hmm. say that for most things in life. Exactly. There, you create an Instagram channel for your fitness, like I've done. Oh, it's my fitness channel. Jeez, plug, 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 Come plug. On. Um, and just like, oh, be another fitness influence, yeah. another kind of idiot that posts his fitness journey on Instagram. Or there you start a YouTube channel. Oh, it's just another YouTuber. Oh, it's just another no. random. Like, listen, do you? The one thing that I've noticed, like, keep coming in and out of this lockdown is start doing things that makes you happy. Because the thing is that the way social media people drag you down quick. Very quick. Very quick. Them keyboard warriors are strong. As quick as you are to blow, is is the same quickness faster, that you can faster. get cancelled. The problem is that the things, you, the time is time you start doing things for yourself, mm. you end up like appreciating a lot more. Absolutely. If you keep doing things, of, oh, I'm buying the shoes so I can press impress this person. Oh, I'm going to the gym to now. Nah, mm. I was literally about to say it's like that conversation we had. Um, couple of weeks ago I feel yeah. like we've, we've had a lot of conversations that we had yeah. about like you know you pressure yourself to have the drip you know the yeah. design of she the whatever and for most people their perception of what's drippy is based on what they've seen on other people it's not anything they formed themselves yeah. but you're pressuring yourself to do that when you can just look as, as drippy shopping in primal that's fact. I think the things that we also social media is the biggest bitch ever. Like, yeah. that's fact. Mm. Because it's something like one of the trillions of talks that we had over lockdown. Mm. The whole connotation and kind of pressure around you're twenty five, you're twenty two, you should be buying a house. Yeah. You should have a car by now. You've yeah. finished uni in a full time job and you should now be buying a house or have bought a house. 
Yeah. But the thing is that buying a house is long. Like, in general, adult life is long. It's, it's very long. If you think about it. It's difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. And the pressures, the pressures that are surrounded by, oh, you have, like, not, it, yes, it's not you have to, but the social kind of pressures, oh, shit, you turn 25, you're supposed to be buying a house. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be starting a family. Based on these influence that you're following with the 500k where they're getting free everything. The other day I saw some, it was like a 21 year old, 20 year old, um, just be like, oh yeah, I just bought my new house thanks to so and so furniture company for mm. the gifts or for the sponsor. Yeah. Or they're like a, a brand ambassador for some furniture company. And I'm like, yeah, there she's been like, what? Done a house, the house is probably worth, like, let's say, 200, 300,000. Yeah. But put down well, a the, mortgage of 15,000 and hasn't had to spend a dot on furniture. The fixtures and fittings are all sponsored. All sponsored. And do you know the thing is, is that person will then have the audacity to do a YouTube video on how I bought my house at 21 yeah. and go for all the intricacies. And that's how you end up being like, oh, rah, I'm 22 or whatever and I don't have a house. You see, like you have to be able to kind of, you have to run your own race. That's facts. I think for me, the thing is that the whole, the thought about buying, owning a house, like it's lit. Mm-hmm. And oh, like even, even the cost behind it, as much as it's expensive, it kind of in a way makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. In the sense definitely. of you start saving. So I'm 22 now. I start saving now. Hopefully, when I'm 27, 28, I now have that ability to put a um, what you call it, mortgage down or put my deposit down mm-hmm. for. Until they said it's 15, percent so I end up being like okay, 15k. Yeah. I have like I'm able to put 15k down on a house. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole thought of I remember that video we watched is like oh, um, it's fifteen like the fifteen percent for your deposit, but then the only problem with owning a house is that if something breaks, you have to fix it. It's only if, now, yeah. Yeah, if the water stops working, you have to fix it. Wi-Fi starts. Eating. In all fairness, for me, that's something you already do. Yeah, really and truly, yeah. Really and truly, like for instance, if you're moving into a brand new house with a brand new washing machine. That shit's on warranty. You got yeah. So if I have my washing machine that breaks down tomorrow, for one, I'm just gonna take my laundry to a laundry which takes drop it off twenty pound for uh, for okay, that's laundry sorted. Laundry yeah. machines of wash, uh, washing machines on warranty. And then you start talking about oh you have to have a plumber. It's a new house, why do I need to have a plumber? Yeah. Maybe it's because the way we've grown up and the fact that if I if my pipe is clogged, yeah. I know that I need to put drain cleaner down. Yeah. And you put drain cleaner down your down the pipes in your house often enough, often enough that, that you wouldn't have Yeah. You understand. And I think oh. like also here you've got services like Chicka Trade and all of that stuff. So even if you needed a plumber like immediately, urgently, yeah. like it's not like it's a different <clears throat> a, sorry, a difficult process to try and get yeah. a plumber to come and you know, help you out. It's I just I just find it's just a bit like I I understand the pressure around, but for me it's mm. just the small things like you know, yeah, for us we're really renting. We know mm. that the only kind of fit textures we really need to get if we're to move is beds, like the actual like the base and the mattress. Base and yeah. mattress. And maybe another sofa. 
Yeah. And maybe like just normal like dining setting type shit. Yeah. Because if you look at a TV, you've got a TV stand, you've got, we've got you've already got, got one sofa, yeah. we've already got blow up mattresses, yes, temporary, but. You've got everything you need for like a month at least of living. Yeah. If, we, if that was to happen, you yeah, know, I fully agree. I think, yeah, like within society, there's just too much flipping pressure. And mm. you see it on Twitter every day, like, because on a platform like Twitter, everybody has an opinion. Yeah. You know, I might say something and someone might disagree, and then we just end up having a to and fro. Um, Twitter gives everyone an opinion and it gives everybody an opportunity to just argue for the sake of arguing. You know, remember and, what we said what we said the other day about how here you're just living your humble life in your house, like just mm. being free, like posting, Oh, I just got a new job, I'm humbled, I feel blessed, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And some keyboard warrior that still lives in the parents' basement is not paying any rent. Mum delivers him or her mm. three meals a day, cleans up, does their laundry, yeah. um, gives them pocket money. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones that are now trolling you, saying, "Ha ha, you got a job that only pays ten k." Yeah, exactly. And then you what feel are you doing? You're like, now crumbling. You're now like, well, yeah, it's like what um, poet and Lucky Lipshot were talking about yeah. on the one post show is like. Back in the day, if you were on smoke, like you were on smoke in the streets. So yeah. like whether that be like like for us obviously face growing face, up, yeah. you know, it's like someone someone is acting you on Facebook and then yeah. you go to school the next day and you're flipping, you're gonna give it to them, right? You're gonna do it in person there and then or or someone comes to you and is like, Oh, so and so said this, you're gonna confront them face to face in in that school environment wherever. It's like, oh did you hear oh this person's beefing this person and it's that face to face encounter whereas now as you're saying, like you can literally beef someone on the other side of the world. They don't know what you look like. You don't know what they look like. And it's you you're just going back and forth over nothingness. Yeah. You know, and this whole this brings me on to the um the second thing that I wanted to talk about is cancel culture. Like Cancel culture only exists on Twitter. I don't think people realize that. To some extent, I think it's, it exists everywhere, just in different forms. Because different okay. kind of levels. Okay, expl- explain that one for me. Well, like you can. So for Twitter, it's like a rapid thing. Steve-O comes out and says, like that whole Nella, yeah, Nella Rose thing. Mm-hmm. About, oh, we're canceling Nella because when she was twelve, she said something about. Dark-skinned mm. girls. Ah, mm. oh, she must be cancelled. We went for like a whole like week about why Miller must be cancelled. Yeah. <clears throat> and because of how Twitter is so explosive and so like in terms of trendy, it blew up quick. But in actual fact, I think there's so many other forms of cancelling. There you get cancelled on Instagram. There, they're your own friends are you cancelled because this friend has said something dumb. Yeah, to somebody else, but I it's think, just the severity of. Yeah, I think the way I was coming from it was like the so like that that Nella Rose situation, for example. Mm-hmm. So it happened on Twitter. Someone went and someone went back to their archives. I don't know why people do this, but people for some reason have saved tweets from back when you could edit people's tweets for whatever reason. Why you have those tweets, I have no idea. Anyways, um, I guess for this reason. And then they bring those tweets back onto the timeline now, right? And then that then ends up on Instagram because of the way that things works. Like Instagram, all the memes basically come from Twitter. Um, 
And so that then ends up on Instagram. And then you can see the, the relation to the council culture because maybe like Shade Bar will, will screenshot a tweet and then put on their page or like someone will be like, oh, right, Nilla got cancelled, put it on their story or something like that. But what I'm saying is like the actual root of the way people get cancelled starts on Twitter. So like it starts on Twitter. It's like, oh, so-and-so said this, they're cancelled. And then people just start going back and forth, back and forth. Meaning to that does nothing. Because if you look at Nilla, for example, she got cancelled or whatever. She was going through a tough time. She took a break. She came back. And now her YouTube's more popping than ever. I think it's down to, like, the individual. Mm. Because just like how when people speak about the whole mental health thing, there's people like me where, for me, mental health is, is something in terms of personally. Something where I have thoughts in my head, like, just chat a lot of shit in my head. That I would never verbally say, but it's mm. like kind of personal fun in my head, mm. and I have the ability to be strong enough to kind of like laugh at myself when I'm doing some dumb shit, like sulking because I haven't been given time to play FIFA or some dumb shit like that. Whereas there's other people where small things get to them. So like for Nella, I reckon she's lucky that her friendship group looks like it's elite. Yeah. Where <clears throat> she's having a shit day or going through some tough times. She's got and people that would be like, yo, like, why go on? Like, what's, whereas for other people, there's different character. Nello is lucky that she's probably, she also looks like a strong character. Yeah, definitely. Where there are people where that whole, oh, uh, Steve, for some reason, Steve is cancelled on Twitter. Mm. If you have 100,000 tweets, saying why you're cancelled because when you were 12 you tweeted about how Nike was better than Adidas. Yeah. And then now in 2020 I'm cancelled. It's a lot. Basically guys go on to your Google search delete your tweets and just delete everything. (laughs) Not even I think (laughs) everything is just dumb. Yeah. Because the thing that first of all you first of all you're going for somebody for something they said when they're 12. Secondly, you're going for somebody because of what they've said. Like, for me, yes, words mean a lot, mm. but she said it. Okay. She told you and confessed, yes, I was dumb, I said it. Point over. But that's the thing, is that people... This is this is why I keep saying people are mad. So people will cancel someone for that reason, say, oh, you shame dark-skinned people when you were 12, right? And then you'll have an apology now. And you'll say, oh, I acknowledge what I said is wrong. I was 12. I'm different now. I've grown, you know, black's beautiful, whatever. And then people are so mad that they'll read your apology and be like, nah, that's not it. Hmm. Like, people are that crazy. So, so So, yes, she said those words. She's apologized. Let's move on. But there's certain people out there, and it's these people on who have these big egos on Twitter because they have 10k followers on Twitter and they have an audience, yeah. quote unquote. That thing, they one that just takes one one account with 10k followers to be like, nah, that ain't it. And then next thing, you've got 10,000 people that have this opinion that the apology wasn't it. Like this is absolutely nuts. But like, if you're not strong-minded, your Twitter will have you in a in a in a frenzy. You know, yeah. it's a bit crazy. I think it's just a, sometimes the the human race can be a bit dumb, as it? Yeah. Because yeah. as much as okay, yeah, you're twelve. Yeah, you're twelve years old. Yeah, you should have a recollection of what you're saying. Yes, you should know right from wrong. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. 
But just like that, um, the white rapper who was busy cussing out dark-skinned girls. Gliz. Gliz, yeah. Cussing out dark-skinned girls yeah. way back when. Yeah. And now he's actually become basically one of the man them that looks like he dates black girls. And now you want to dig up a tweet and be like, oh, look at you, you cancelled because you used to tweet about how, how can you date a black girl. Like, he's 12. Like, yes, he knows right from wrong. But yeah. Okay. He's a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. We've gone from living life where it's like, no, you need to voice your opinion. You must always speak your opinion. If you have, like, something to say, stand up and say it. Mm. To, okay, yes, stand up and say what you want to say, but just know that I'm going to have my verbal opinion. I'm going to tell you that your opinion is not your, valid. Yeah, it's wrong. But it's my opinion. Yeah. But, yeah, it's mad. It's, it's just really like how, what's the face? Amber from Love Island got rid Was it? Just last week. Mm. Because she tweeted, um, it was something along the lines of, remember before she went on Love Island? Mm. No, she went on Love Island. As soon as she came out, there's, or during Love Island, there's that video of her saying that she doesn't like black boys. Yeah. And someone, some accounts are rinsing it, saying, oh, she's cancelled. Why did she say that she likes black, doesn't like black boys? But if you think about it, that's her preference. Mm. Mm. Just like how there's a lot of men out there that say, oh, I'll never date a snow bunny. A lot of black guys will be like, oh, I'll never date white. White boys will say, oh, I'll never date. That's your preference. Like, why is society exactly. all, all so judging like... judging each other's preferences. Why are we so, like, techie in the sense of, oh, Steven says she doesn't like chocolate. I'm going to get onto her. Why didn't she like chocolate? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with chocolate? Because everybody's mad. Because sweet. <laughs> Nuts. You see me, I say I don't wear Yeezy. Someone will attack me now. They'll attack you. Because I said I don't like Yeezy because I'm not going to sponsor that mad person's lifestyle. That's your choice. That's my personal but choice. But someone is not going to attack you. But someone is not coming to attack me. It's <laughs> like how there's, at, at uni, there's this one kid where, so he, I don't know if he's allergic to alcohol or he just had a bad experience, but he literally, fresh and last, fresh I think it was a fresher last year. Mm. Or fresher this year. One of the two. Mm. Um, and basically, like, came up with, like, listen, guys, like, I don't like alcohol. Fair enough. Like, and for not going to, like, coming to uni and saying you don't like alcohol, and you don't drink, like that, yeah. that is huge. So this kid, this, like, especially in the social group that I'm in, where these guys should drink. If drinking was a sport care, we'll be elite athletes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be getting paid the bag, sponsored by all the brands. Yeah. Possible, like it's mad. And fair enough, this kid came and was like, "Nah, don't." Do but what was the first thing people did? They started digging into. It. Oh, you're this, you're that, you're that. No, uh, shock, shock you got a water bottle. Uh, anybody got water for so and so? I bet he's got drinking water. But that's his preference. Now, what happens in that situation where that that guy? He's come up with his own opinion. He's come up with his own kind of preferences. Is standing towards alcohol, right? Mm. And then, um, gonna give two examples. So he has his own opinion. I don't drink alcohol, whatever. Yeah. And then those those other guys who do drink keep going attack, attack, attack. Oh, he's this, he's that. He's a wimp. He's a that. He's a that. And then that person then eventually goes and kills himself because they can't deal with that pressure. Then what? And twofold, yeah. what then happens if he, yo, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. And then he goes, you know what? Fine. And he goes and downs a bottle of... Downs a bottle of vodka. Of vodka. Yeah. And then dies. And then what? And then people people aren't... 
they don't think about the things that come out of their mouth because you're not conforming to their idea of who or what's in or whatever or what should be no, done. No, you're no. now the wrong person. Mm-hmm. It's just like for me, there's another thing that comes from the same sort of topic is that when people are talking about mental health, they always speak about how uh, if you're struggling, reach out. Mm. And for me personally, yeah, I'm hundred percent like accepted. Like if you're struggling, reach out hundred mm-hmm. percent. But the thing is that everybody knows that men are hard headed. Mm-hmm. So if females will openly go up to their best friend and speak out, hey, listen, like I'm struggling, I'm struggling. This is happening. This is happening. Like I need help. Mm-hmm. Whereas guys, we are always hard headed. Like to come out and speak about your feelings, you're like, mm. I don't want to be seen as a simp. I'm just gonna Especially keep it. around the boys. Around the, you never speak about your vulnerability around the boys. It's always like trying to be tough on them. Mm. And this whole connotation of, oh, if you're struggling, reach out. Like, for me, that's the complete wrong thing. Not the wrong thing, but just like how you're always told, friendships are a two way thing. If I'm in a friendship or even, yeah, friendship where I'm always messaging the other, my friend, be like, yo, mm. bro, just checking in, how are you? What's mm-hmm. good? That's not a friendship. Absolutely. And you know what? I I came to realise that probably about the same age as you. It's like, yeah. why is it always me that has to message you to be like, are you okay? Yeah. Why is it always me that is messaging to make a plan? Why if I don't message to be like, what are we doing this weekend? You man will go off and do what you're doing you do and I won't even do. know. Like, what what am I missing? Yeah. You know? And for me, the thing is that how many... So they always say, oh, if you're struggling, reach out, reach out. But for me... If the favor was tur- not the favor, this the roles were turned around, mm. and you just randomly called up a friend, yo, bro, what's up? Yeah. Just checking in. How much more of an impact would that have? Huge impact. Because the thing is, you're, talk- you're telling people, oh yeah, oh, if you- I'm here to talk. Okay, appreciate it. Yes, you're here to talk, hundred percent. I appreciate it, but I don't have the balls to phone you and tell you, listen, bro, I'm struggling. Just like how addicts, addicts will never or always find it hard to come and admit that they're an addict. Yeah. They have to be told by other people. Like, did you an addict? You need to Same thing. You're probably suffering every with mental things, but you don't have the confidence and capability to speak out and be like, listen, I'm struggling. Yeah. Whereas if somebody was to come and like, not like, calling it probing is a little bit rough, but if somebody was to come and <laughs> Like, kind of speak to me, like, yo, but what's good? Like, just checking out, like, how are you doing? It's a lot easier. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think the other, the other thing, and I guess it kind of ties into that, is around, well, actually, we touched on it earlier. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I call it the ghetto chic. Yeah. And that whole debate about um, what, so there was this girl that tweeted um, that, you know, as yeah, as a girl, if you you're getting dressed up so nice to go on a date, and then your man arrives in a tracksuit and a Nike tech fleece, um, you know, man, them need to pattern up because there's this guy who's obviously dressed nice. She's like, this is how you dress for a date. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, you know, like when you look at society, a lot of the things that people think are are normal are just not normal. Like, there's certain people that just lack absolute decorum. 
Like if you're if your dating call is you're you're asking or the guy's taking you on a date to some nice fancy restaurant, yeah. you know, not maybe not Nobu Hakasan level, but a decent nice restaurant, you know, um, you know, you're going on a date, you've got dressed up and the guy's pitching up in a tech fleece, then you need to change your dating circles. Do you get what I'm saying? And there's there's other examples. Um when we were talking about um, Arteta mm. on, or football managers and um, certain certain rich people, like people that are actually rich and classy, yeah. you'll never tell that they're wearing designer. But it's you, it's you people in these roads that want to wear your hat, your tracksuit, your this, 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 showing those Ds and those Fendi, Fendi, Fendi Fs from head to toe, looking like a damn Christmas tree. It's crazy. And you wonder why they look at you sideways when you go into Harrods or when you go into Selfridges. It's all crazy. You know, obviously, this is a sensitive topic at the moment in terms of, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff. Like, But I feel like, this is my opinion, and there's probably a lot of people that disagree. You're gonna get cancelled. I'm going <laughs> to get cancelled. I feel like there's certain things that we need to stop doing that give that perception. Do you know what? For me, I'm probably going to be cancelled for this, but mm. this, whole, this whole thing is similar to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Because for me, the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm 100% with it. Absolutely. One thousand percent. is huge. Like, I'm 100% with it. But there's two sides. For me, there's one side of it where I think that there's a lot of people that want to try taking advantage of it now. Yeah. Where... The thing that we're all fighting for is basically equal rights, mm-hmm. in a sense. Where mm-hmm. I can apply for a job, my friend can apply for a friend who's white can apply for a job. We both get looked at the same. Yeah, they're I not going to look in, at you sideways because of your surname or I where you I can walk into up. Tesco's. You can walk into Tesco's. We won't be followed or we'll both be followed. Yeah. I can be walking down the street, you can walk down the street. We both get stopped in the search because... Not because, oh, it looks suspicious, but you just stop and search us. Yeah. For exactly. the basis of protecting neighbor. But Whereas for me, there's a lot of people that I feel are trying to take advantage of this and kind of, I'm black, so I must get a job. Yeah. Or I don't have to work as hard to achieve something mm-hmm. because of the black lives matter me. Yeah, 100%. And I think... Um probably in line with exactly what you're saying, probably also going to get cancelled for this. But this is a very lazy generation in that you just want things handed to you. And so that's where that notion comes from because people think that they're like, oh, yes, actually, I don't have to work 10 times as hard for that interview because I'm going to get the job anyways. Like, it's all calm. But And or or in your workplace, you're now getting a bit complacent because you're like, I'm black, they can't fire me now. It goes, it goes back to that thing because we knew that we should be ages ago about some girl who came on Twitter Twitter's oh, so Twitter man came on Twitter and was like oh I hate the way my parents had to work harder than anybody and if it wasn't for them working hard they wouldn't be where they are and I hate that they had to work harder than anybody like it really bugs me but for me like maybe it's because the way you were raised or anything but if I want to achieve something, if I want so yeah, if I want to achieve something, I'm going to work hard towards it. Mm. So if I want, if I really want to, if I really want to 
go to the gym and get like hench. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the gym and just I'm gonna train hard. I'm gonna eat properly. Yeah. I'm gonna get wet. I'm gonna work hundred percent for. It. Whereas, if I want a job and I really want the job, I'm gonna work hard towards that job, like hundred yeah. percent full effort. Yeah. Whereas now you're saying, oh, I hate the way they actually work hard for it. So what? So you work fifty percent that you're given it. If your parents didn't work hard, then you wouldn't be where you are today. Do you understand? And it's the same thing with those people on Twitter. Oh, it's always flipping Twitter. The people in general, I'm going to start saying people in general, um, who say, oh, as black people, let's build generational wealth. Let's build generational wealth. But I tell you right now, that same person that's saying, let's build generational wealth, has just given Gucci £500 for a belt. That same person that's saying, let's build generational wealth, is ironing out Range Rover. Right now, that's not how you're gonna do it, is it? And and that's all for for image gang. Bring us back to this whole thing of ghetto chic. But that's why that's the whole ghetto chic and image gang thing for me is something that is never going to change. Yeah, because we like things too much. Because of the human race, we like things too much. And the thing is that everything comes in phases mm-hmm. and comes in almost as fads. <clears throat> so using like the fitness world for example, mm. the fitness world was like. Oh no, you must do morning fasting. Oh my goodness. Morning fasting is how you're going to lose weight. That way you fast before you go to the gym, for people that don't know. So yeah, morning fasting is basically, there's different types, but it's like eating windows. So something is like you have a 16 hour sleeping window, which means you don't eat within 16 hours of a day. Right. And then the rest is for, for eight hours. You have an eight-hour window of eating. That you can eat. So, like, in- intermittent fasting, basically. Basically, intermittent fasting, yeah. yeah. So, 16 hours off, eight hours on. Mm-hmm. Makes you 24 hours. Um, that was a fitness fad. The other one was, oh, yeah, if you wake up in the morning and you have a shot of um, apple cider vinegar, mm. it helps so your immune system. Mm. It helps you lose weight. There were all these, oh, the banting diet, the, mm. the keto diet. Oh, you must go vegan to lose weight. Yeah. Like all of these fads. Now, Black Lives Matter, this is not a fad, but for me, I feel it's just a hot topic for now. Yeah. Because the thing is that if you look at racism in general, how long has racism been going on? Years. Since the beginning of time. Since the beginning. Yeah. I'm not saying that racism should be something that's normalized, but it's something that we should just not come to the exceptional, but just mm. get to understand them. There are some people who want to get educated. Like, it's nice to see some of my friends actually message me and be like, listen, like, I'm trying to educate myself. Are you seeing all these videos of my parents were never educated on it? I'm educating them, I'm educating myself. Yeah. 100%. But then there are some people who um, literally do not give a rat's ass. The and they're like, this is how I've been raised. This is how I see black people. And yeah. that's it. Hundred percent, and the thing that makes it a fad, or what it doesn't, what it doesn't um, support the movement in positive life, is these organisations that are just putting out statements and out of the need to put out a statement to act like they're in solidarity. Because I can guarantee you, there's some organisations, big organisations, whereby you can look at the statement they put out yeah. and then you can go and ask any employee and be like, "Do you stand by this?" They'll probably tell you, "I've never seen that in my life." You know? But that's why the whole fad kind of connotation attached to it mm. is along the lines of there, your organization you work for. So as a black member, a black person, the organization you work for is predominantly white. Mm. They release a statement 
for their kind of black life support Mm -hmm. and has no kind of input from a person of color. Yeah. So for them, it's coming of the perspective of kind of the outside looking in. Yeah. So you never, you never hear from a white person that being followed around Tesco's or the walking to the shops and suddenly get stopped by the police. And the thing is, if you have those conversations, like, oh, do you know that when I go into Tesco's, I get followed around? Oh my gosh, as if that happens. That's terrible. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, this. But do you know what? It happens. What are you doing to help us stop that happening? Yeah. You know, there's not there's not much that you you're you're doing about it. And the whole the one for me is the kind of stereotypical kind of like connotation surrounding the whole race thing. Because don't get me wrong. Just like with everything, there are some bad people that spoil everything. Yeah. So the whole, oh, you look like a drug dealer. Or you got stopped because you fit the profile. You walk around, yeah. blacked out everything, black night tech fleece with your hood up, black shoes, you probably got gloves on and a banner Yeah. You get stopped and your first thing is now to complain. Why are you stopped? You look like a dog. <laughs> or you walk into Tesco. I've heard it even for myself, but the thing that I consciously know that I'm doing it and it's like... And it's funny because you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening. It happened. There, I've been walking on the road like it'll be wintertime. Yeah. And it's just gone like 4.35, so it's getting that dark, that bit dark. I'm there wearing a pair of trackies, a puffer jacket because that's what you It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. I may have gloves on, a beanie or a cap. I'm walking and a lady is walking in my direction. She crosses the road. Or a group, I'm on my own, yeah? A group of three, four people would cross the road. Yeah. And for me, like, not going to lie, at first, when I first came over to the UK, I was like, bro, like, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, when they start saying, oh, yeah, fresh off the boat, I was shitty. I was like, okay, like, what's wrong with me? I start looking down at my shoes. I look at my bag, like, what, is there something dripping? Uh, Is there somebody behind me following me? Because that's my next thing. Yeah. Then I actually, like, now I just almost laugh at it. It's crazy, man. The amount of times I thought of, nah, I should cross the road and actually confront the person. Like, so you cross the road. Oh, a Karen for you there. It's not like your house is opposite the road. Like, well, <laughs> no, they'll turn into a and call the feds on you right there. Exactly. Then, you know. The other thing around this, um, the Black Lives Matter thing that I want to talk about um, is the word BAME. Hmm. So if anyone does know what that means, it's black and ethnic, black and minority ethnic groups. And it's like a word that's used to basically pull together black people, Asian people, <laughs> Romanian people. <laughs> like, all of us, apparently, we are all the same thing. If you're not English, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you're not white, that's what you are, right? <laughs> and I... I bet you they chuck in the Polish in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It is because it's minority ethnics. So... Basically, if you're not British, you're If you're, you're not of, white British, you're part of base, right? And the reason why I want to cancel it, and it's the only thing that I want to cancel, this <laughs> all actually, I'm like, there's a lot of things I want to cancel, but right now I want to cancel it is because I'm not BAME, I'm black. The next person is not BAME, they're Indian. The next person is not BAME, they're Chinese. You know, we have these identities and these places we're from, but we're pulled into this one term. And I just don't think that's this is right. That's why I say that racism will never end. Yeah. <clears throat> because just like how you say BAME should be cancelled, mm. mm. if you look at a sense of applying for it, let's go as simple as applying for a job, mm-hmm. or even even applying for a credit card, bank card, or you're signing in to get a doctor's note, 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Doctor's a bit different because that's more genetic side. But if you're applying for a job or you're applying for Bangkok, there's always going to be, how old are you? That's fine. You can ask mate. What's your first name, last name, middle Inca. names? Yeah, that's fine. You can have all of that. The moment you start asking your ethnicity, it gets tacky. For me, ethnicity is one thing that should be, in a way, scratched. Because that it always has the black options of either majority is always black British, black African. Sorry, black British. There's no black straight British. Straight black. It's, it's, like, there's yeah, no black sorry. British. It's just black it's African, black, black, black Caribbean, black other. That's there is it. no black British. That's it. Yeah. And for me, I don't know why you can't just go black, white, mixed race. Yeah. Or just take it just out the because, because the question itself creates a bias on whatever form you're filling out. But for me, okay, I'm applying for a job. Okay. I want to go and become a bartender. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to tell you if I'm black or white? I don't know. I'm applying to become in a football coach. Form. Why am I not having to tell you if I'm black or white? Yeah. The only thing, the only environment where you should have to state your ethnicity is in the medical field. Yes. Because... Because that's to do with genetics. Because yeah. African, African genetics, British genetics, American genetics, they're you, all... Different. You can't even argue, say, you work in a big building and for security purposes. No, because the picture on my card is the picture of me that matches my name. So that picture there is me that says my government name that's me. Why do I need to now say but that's even, my even regardless thing. of regardless of my name, I should be applying for a job based on I have the skills, I don't have the skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I now applying to a job where I have the skills, but because of my ethnicity, I might not get the job, but mm-hmm. I might be a little bit handicapped. And I'm gonna take it as a guess. The reason why they have it there is because that was kind of the initial attempts. Whatever brain spark was there at the time thought that that was the way, um, that was the first step in kind of making things more equal. So through your applications, you could see that X percentage are white, X percentage are black, X percentage are that or whatever. And then you need to then filter through your your, your applications accordingly. But what's happened is because people in society have this bias already unconscious or conscious that they see all the ethnic ones and they're like yeah nah not those not today and then they change the percentages so I think the reason why they ask all those ethnicity questions is so that they can have that data and be like look through our interview process we interview X amount of BAME hate that word type of people I think that I think there might be someone out there that knows the real answer but I think that's why it's there um I also think, like, back to this BAME word, BAME is just a word to make, and I'm going to say it, to make white people feel comfortable when relating to people of people of color, people, Indian people, black people, Pakistani people, Chinese people. It's not, it's not, any, it's not anything other than that. It's just to make them feel comfortable. And I, I think now you should be comfortable saying black because that's what I am. But also for me, the other thing is, the amount of times you've heard, oh no, I've got a black friend. Oh my days. Don't get me started on that one. So around this whole family thing. And for me, the whole, when you're applying for a job and the job being like, oh yeah, 
of our, in terms of our percentage, 5% mm. of our employees are black. Mm. Personally, for me, I don't care if you have 100 black kid people working for you and five whites or 10 Indians and two blacks. Yeah. It, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Because why are, you apply, why are you appointing somebody based on their race? Their color. <laughs> That's the thing that kind of low-key bugs me. Because for me, we should, you should apply for something knowing that you have the skills. The skills. I want to become a teacher. Okay, I'm going to apply to become a teacher. I'm going to study to become a teacher and apply to become a teacher based on my teaching capability. That's because I have the skills. My coach, coaching capability. Yes. Doctor, doctor capability. Yes. Professional capability. 100%. Not because... There are I'm black I must I should know football All the funny connotations Oh you're black You should be able To play football no. Oh you're black You can't swim Yeah My first My first ever Uni <laughs> This is that Open document My first ever Uni experience Was when I came down For pre-season training mm. And So I was fortunate enough To play for the first team So we had some form Of like performance training and within the preseason, they're like, oh, okay, we need to go for a recovery swim. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough, like growing up, went to a private school. So I don't know how, but I was... Mum made sure that we had yeah, swimming lessons. parents made sure that we had yeah. swimming lessons. I was an elite swimmer. Like, I have records that are still back in day in my junior school. Yeah. Big time swimming. Mm. Yeah. What's the first thing that gets cracked open? There, I remember I'm still a fresher, like still... So Alex, can you even swim? Oh, can you even swim? And I, I, if I, I, I don't want to, I think maybe someone may have cracked, you know, the whole banana, but oh, you arrived in the boat, you must have done that. But that was probably the, one of the causes to race it because I just laughed it off mm-hmm. because that's my character. Like, I'm not the type of person to just instantly grab a fence. I was probably like, haha, yeah, I could probably but, swim to your mum's yeah. house. Or- this is, this is this is the point, though, you see, because I've also had situations where it's like stuff's being said to me. Like, for example, one of my best friends from uni. Mm. Very first lecture we went to, we waited to go into the lecture theatre, mm. and the, you know, like some of them have automatic lights on. Yeah. Then the light obviously timed out because the lecture that was in there was taking too long. Steven, and someone went, Oh, where's Steve? And you know, ha, 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 everybody starts like, Yeah, oh, can't see Steve, can you smile, right? Yeah. That kind of joke, right? And you laugh about it. But in that moment, this is what I keep saying, coming back to is like, in those moments, you, you're kind of like, Oh, yeah, it's banter, it's banter, for whatever reason. It's only now that you're reflecting on it. What's that? Like five years later that you're like, actually, that was a messed up joke. But for me, there's so many. Well, the, yes, we're part of the problem because we haven't stood up and confronted like, yo, but what are you saying? But for me, if you look at the background of it, in that situation, so this hockey situation, first of all, I'm the only African there. Mm. Second of all, I'm not the only black person that's there. Mm-hmm. And third of all, I'm still new, still trying to fit in. Like you're saying, you're fresh here. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to fit in. You don't want to be that person where somebody's said a racist joke. Well, you, you don't want to be that person, but mm-hmm. your image at that time was someone said a racist joke. If I laugh with it, it's going to make me seem like I'm friendly and not somebody that people should be scared about. Yeah, exactly. I'll blend it a lot easier. And or I, I could absolutely flip it and lose my shit. And now people are like, oh. And then I said, the person that said that is my best friend. Do you understand? Like, from that moment, like, I don't think, there's like, probably like, yeah, 
that's, that's my best friend. That I encounter with the swimming one. There, I've uh, during term time there before Corona Wednesday nights I begin absolutely plastered with them in a nightclub. And and people weekend same thing. And people will say that oh you're an enabler because you're enabling them to say those kind of things. Well. No, I I know that that person's not racist. First of all, that person is mixed race. Like, bro, like you're mixed race, but you're mixed race by far. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but by a log shot. But like, that person is not racist. <laughs> like, I'm telling you now, that person's not racist. I tell you, is racist is the person that's been in the pub since six a.m. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I had, I, had this com- I had this conversation with mum yeah the other day, and it was along the lines of. The problem with racism as well is that there's different levels and different perspectives. Because mm-hmm. rightfully so, if my best friend who's white mm. comes up to me and calls me black or says, oh, Alex, you probably stole this. Or, oh, Alex, you're fresh off a boat. Personally, I'm going to start laughing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to change. That's me. I'm going to start laughing. Yeah. And I'm probably going to dig back at him and be like, oh, yeah, just because your grandfather owns all the missiles or some stupid war joke or something. I'll yeah. fight back. Yeah. Fight back. Yeah. Whereas there's other people where if your black friend meets one of your distant white friends for the first time and he cuss, makes a black joke or other way around, offense might be drawn straight away. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I feel that racism will never leave is because the perspectives are too, there's, no, there's no straight line. Yeah. Because you know there's, with your friends in an open sitting, me and my room, and I'm talking to a mate, I could probably be as racist as I want. Well, yeah. Passing white, Indians, black, like, the yeah, yeah, whole yeah. lot. But then the moment I step in the street, I'm straight. And this is the other thing you touched on there. It's like, we also need to, as black people, people of colour, acknowledge that we are not entirely innocent in the matter. Because, and I yeah. said this before, that we say some stuff, about cussing our oh, own race, bro. Oh, cussing your own race? Cussing, oh, oh, you bought this, oh, you bought that. You know, these white people, these, yeah. people, you know, you you have said stuff like that as a black person. 100%. Oh, white people don't season their food. Oh, white people don't But you had the same oh, conversation with this. your friend. The same oh, stuff. I had one yesterday where I was telling a friend that, oh, yeah, lockdown's being eased, thinking about having a barbecue at my house. And we're now having a joke saying, oh, yeah, but I have to tell you that it starts at 12 so that you arrive at 3. You see? When it actually starts. And I was with, that person was black. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that he's never punctual. Yeah. But then another person would see that as racism. Exactly. But for me, it's, I know the fact you're never on time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the thing, like in 2020, you can't, you have to be careful with your, with your banter. And because yeah. you don't, you don't, people, an outsider, can't listen to that conversation and doesn't know the history between you guys, the banter that you have, exactly. and then automatically assumes that you're being offensive to your mate, and you're there like, that's my boy, like. A brother, prime examples that Karen the other day. So we were cleaning up our garden. Oh my days! And you know, so the UK, the walls are very like low. They're like probably like waist high, so uh, you can see all over them. Fence. Very, easy. <laughs> it's not even a fence. <laughs> There's something just so that, yeah. You can have, you you can can have some form of divide between them. Yeah, yeah. So Steve and I are hacking away at weeds and pulling plants <laughs> out of the ground. And some woman just comes running. 
screaming energy. Nah, we had but music on as well, so it's like hard to hear. Music. And you can bear in mind, like in terms of if we're going back to stereotypes, two black people in a garden that hasn't been vacant with humans for a very long time. Uh, both have some form of weapon. Not weapon. Two. That's tool. a weapon. To her, to her, there were weapons. To yeah. us, it was just Some a form of garden tool that's now cutting against bricks and making kind of like shearing noises. Yeah. She was not happy. She came over with Vim. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing? So now Steve was playing music and I'm just there like minding my own business. Steve is now trying to turn the volume down and, and you know the iPhones and I'm, you press the, the <laughs> last few buttons. So now Steve is now calling an SOS. I'm calling, I'm calling the police because yeah, I'm like, I don't know what the, this carrier is about to do. turn the volume down calling the feds for something. That's actually quite ironic because I was calling the police to Basically. come and help us because this carrier is... And Karen is losing her marbles because now she thinks, well, that, that could have been a very good excuse. Oh, I thought you were trying to kill my cat. That's what she said. She came over and said, what are you doing? And I, in the calmest voice, said, cleaning my garden. I said, what are you doing? I said, cleaning my garden. And so she came right up to the wall. And then she was like, oh, I thought you were killing my cat. Now, what's mad is that we didn't even know there was a flipping cat in her garden. Or in, not in her garden, in that garden. Didn't even know she, she was a cat owner. Didn't even know she was a cat owner. Didn't even know from a from Adam and she's she's talking about you're killing my cat oh you know oh sorry I just thought I thought you were killing my cat see I suffer from anxiety first of all another one why is your cat in my garden then yeah not that I'm going to kill it but she said oh I suffer from anxiety so now I'm immediately now thinking to myself oh okay this person has mental health issues lax because in any other situation I would have been like why would you assume I'm killing your cat is it because da da da? We're now in a whole palaver, but now and that's the way that conversation should have gone. But now because she said, "Oh, I suffer from anxiety," I'm like, "Do you know what? This person's probably going through a lot. Allow it, right?" But this is when this is when I say the two two perspectives becomes very neat and very like important mm. because I guarantee in another situation, let's say if you attach different. Different individuals that have come from a different background. Mm. That right there is turning into a full-blown fight. Full-blown racist argument fight. Oh, you're being this, you're being that. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Especially with the heightened Black Lives Matter movement. Because yeah. white women coming to black individuals who are just in their garden. Yeah. What? Why did you come rushing? It's exactly. It's because I'm black. And then she then started explaining about how she has anxiety she has counted all the trees in the area and the maddest bit about that situation was when she eventually was like gonna she's now established that we're not killing her cat she's ready to go she then starts having a conversation with said cat which was in the garden and says come on let's go so in her head she didn't even see that her cat was in her garden, yeah. that side of the wall. She just saw two people hacking, two black people hacking at the ground and immediately assumed that we were killing her cat. She came with them. She didn't even notice her own cat in her own garden, her side of the wall. She just went berserk by herself. Oh, okay, blame it on the anxiety. Cool. It's mad. It's mad. 
Yes, yeah, so all of it, man. And then she went away. Oh, after she established that we were killing a cat, introducing us, talking about trees, talking about the landlord. The landlord is not this, that, and I'm just like, and that's after she established that actually decent people, obviously in her head. Because of the way that we were doing our thing, ah, it's mad. It's also, this also brings me a lot. This, this is where it starts. This is where racism just becomes a topic about life in general. Mm. Because for me, this is where you start adapting yourself along the lines of how you change and conform yourself to different situations. Because mm-hmm. this is a prime example of. You've gone from talking like how you talk with your boys, like, oh yeah, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Basically speaking, yeah. speaking close to road, like speaking in your normal slang when you How speak you to your friends. It? To now crossing your eyes, dotting your T's, putting full stops, the commas, proper English, abbreviations, all the punctuation. I always speak to white person. She speaks to this person. They're judging you. They see your color and they're immediately on you. It's like now, nah, people the same. That's the problem. And it's, it, I don't know if any of you have had the situation, but. As a black person, the moment I open my mouth and I'm speaking to some, I think it's it's more to do with older white people. Mm, mm, Their facial expression changes once they they see that. Oh wait, he speaks somewhat I've had many experiences like that. The moment you start acting like you've been the poshest of poshes ever, yeah, because you conform to your surroundings. It's mad. You and I are not the same. This is another point. I think it's for another day because I can go on all day about this. It's all day about this. I think you're speaking once a week podcast is going to turn to like five. <laughs> I know, right? But it's no, I think like, for me, racism is it's a tough one. It's tricky one. We, we, I think it, it, in terms of racism, it's something that's never going to finish. Uh-uh. But something that needs more awareness. Shown yeah, you. absolutely. And I think it's good that we're having these conversations now. Yeah. It's good that, you know, um, people are starting, a certain majority of people are, yeah, are starting to see that, you know, you can't behave like that in 2020. Yeah. It's good that um, people are having the opportunity to share their voices. Let's just see it in the, the right kind of way. Mm. Um, but I think definitely it's something that's not going to end soon. Oh, no, it's just not. It's something that needs just more awareness showed to it. Definitely. And more kind of, like that mm. thing about feeling comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That, I reckon, is just the main thing. Like, it's not going anywhere no. anytime soon. And all that needs to happen is that as humans, we just need to kind of start speaking about it more. Absolutely. And educate yeah. each other. Absolutely. And the main thing is educating each other because there's a lot of black or ethnic people that don't particularly know their culture either. No. <laughs> We're fortunate enough to have grown up in both or surrounded by both cultures. Whereas, mm. or kind of, yeah, both cultures. Yeah. There's a lot of people where they've only known one culture. Mm-hmm. Either a white person has only grown up in a black culture, a black person has only grown up in a white culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I think education mm-hmm. in general. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's mad. So, obviously, today in England, they have been let out free. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling. It feels like day release. Three my G's. My 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 day. Everybody back in lockdown. Three T, three Z, three P. You know all of that stuff. Um, but I guess it's, it's gonna come on to the next point of how how do you feel about accepting the new normal? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, when we go back to this, when we go back to being allowed to do this, when we go back to being allowed to do this. But there's certain things, and I, no, actually not certain things. Everything is not going back to the way it was. Uh, was that now three months ago? For a good reason. For a very good reason. I think the first thing we can agree on is that things are going to be a lot cleaner. I feel for the first time ever, like this is this has been for some people like oh no lockdown's been shit. This has been the perfect reset on life. Oh, it's been amazing. The perfect it's reset. Been amazing. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of things that you're taking for granted in terms of like your family. Uh huh. Or even money. The way the way I used to spend money before lockdown. Stupid. The thought that I'll get to a situation where I have like 10, 15 pounds in my bank account. Stupid. Like a whole week before um, I actually get paid again. Stupid. Just comfortable like that. It's changed a lot. And like you're saying, things becoming the new normal. I think it's a good thing. It's changed my perception on a lot of things. It's changed my perception on he's my mates it's changed yeah. my perception on what I'm doing with my time do yeah. I want to be giving soda 500 pounds every week you start thinking for about three bottles do I really need to be buying designer shoes that cost me there confident 380 pounds in a pair of Alexander McQueen's so you've worn how many times I've worn them four times boom okay They've been sat there on my stand for the last how many months? But again, I'm going back to Black Lives Matter because someone said this. If someone said that being black is having to make sure that you have designer outfits to wear to go out to the club. Otherwise, you'll get told not tonight, guys. Which is mad. Obviously, there's some nights you can go to soda. Or soda's different because there, you know, people. There. There's certain clubs that you can't get to, which we've experienced. If the shoes ain't over 500 pounds, there's nowhere that you're going inside. So much. But speaking of things yes. I've changed in lockdown, you know, it's spending habits, how you spend your time, how you spend your money, all that. You've, you, because you've literally only had time. To, you've had time to think about everything, literally everything and anything. Stuff like donating five hundred pounds to soda every week for what for bottle life Instagram stories, so people be like, what? So Alex and Steve's life is popping in God. What? That's the thing. Life and perspectives. Popping. Life and perspectives. Fam, I'm doing things for me now. There, there, I had a meltdown the other day because my twenty-two-year-old, not even twenty-two, my twenty-one-year-old closest friend is um posted a picture of him in his A class. Posted a picture of him in his A class. Yeah. I crumbled. Yeah. Like, I crumbled. I was like, what? what is he doing that I'm not doing? He's 21, I'm 22. He's born. 2020 A class, like spaceship insides and all. I'm out here still doing 10 toes with the 52 bus. Like, what one? <laughs> hoping Steve will drop me off. <laughs> hoping Steve will drop me off because she's also got to go work. But Bro. until you actually end up getting the intricate details of how this came. <laughs> the the yeah. It's mad. To see? Oh. The amount got, of time. Given the money to go buy the car because the grandparents, the, the parents. Dad knows. Oh, yeah. 
someone died trust fund do you see do you see oh enough, he's one of the hum, more humble ones too, mm. which I appreciate whereas others others the amount of times that I actually start thinking to myself like I've been dicking they are post all the shoes that I've laid across my bed mm. and be like oh yeah it's an addiction people will be sweating I know there's people that swear yeah, why do pairs of shoes how people don't understand I don't go out <laughs> Like, that's the actual fact. Like, I go out on a Wednesday, that's it. Yeah. Whereas you deeper, you're out Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Friday. Yeah. There's, there's certain, okay, with me, there's certain times where I do post to rattle people. Yeah. There's definitely times where I do that. But again, just sat, sat thinking now in lockdown, it's like, I'm going to do stuff that I actually want to do. So if I want to go and buy myself a bottle of... Uh, Don Julio 1942 man read my mind um, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird we do that a lot um, if I want to buy a bottle of 1942 and sit in my house and drink it I'm going to do that I'm not giving money to a nightclub for the next three years fam I'm going on a hiatus I don't think nightclubs are even going to open though to be honest but it's, even if they do I don't want to be part of that anymore that's the thing that just becomes techie for me mm. So I'm like, life is, life is going to change after so much mm. that, again, it depends. Life is going to change in some countries some so countries. much yeah. Yeah. that that's going to become the normal very quickly. Yeah. For me, the UK is, for some reason, we're living like vigilantes at the moment. <laughs> that's the actual fact. Because... For you to say that pubs are opening at six a.m., admittedly there was yeah, a ten a.m. a ten a.m. ban on alcohol that they didn't kind of stipulate in the newspapers. Oh, uh, so you couldn't get served alcohol. Right? Do you think the police had time to go around and make sure that every pub was not selling there at ten a.m.? There's one pub searching, bro. Don't get bro. Into- no? Okay. The okay. Metropolitan is on it. The Met Police. On it. You see that uh, block party that got shut down in White City yesterday? No. <laughs> Riot Police got sent to White City because there's a hot, um, uh, might as well say compound. What do you call it? <laughs> a block party. Might as well be a compound. Yeah, <laughs> it's lit. Nah, but fam. yeah, like, we're actually living like vigilantes. Yeah. Because... We we live in Wales, so I think we're fortunate that we get to see um what do you call it? The the what do you call it? No, I can't even fumble the words. We get to see a trial and error process basically. Yeah. Of of Morris's actions. Yeah. Do they do they work or not? Yeah. Because hopefully our, our MP and PMs and AMs and QZs can lock off that bridge the moment they see the corrosive and stuff the coming back. Town is starting to vibrate. I said the AMs and the PMs. <laughs> because personally, I'm all for it. Like mentally, mm. people need some mm. form of a break. Absolutely. But the only problem is that I can't see how you socially distance mm. in a place that's as populated as like London. It's hot. It's a tricky. One. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, or, you want to say, oh, yeah, we're opening up a pub and we're only allowed so many people. Have you nah, seen the queues bro. for the barbers? Bro. How do you socially distance there? You can't socially distance in a barber because there's a set amount of chairs. Normally. set amount of people that are renting those chairs. Even us in Wales, how have you socially distanced when you've gone to Tesco's? 
Fam. Uh, the amount of times I pass somebody shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I want the spinach. You and want you, the cabbage. The yeah. cabbage is above the spinach. Yeah. But you are taking too long to pick which spinach you want. Exactly. And I know which cabbage I want. So I'm just going to reach hard. in there. It's hard. It's long. It's it's hard and it's, it's yeah, nah. I think vigilantes, bro. But for me personally, like, I call, what did I call it? The three month hiatus, the three year hiatus. Three year Just going into grinding mode. I think for me, it's not from more of a hiatus, it's more three, three year adult life. Mm. When you're not an adult. Mm. In the sense of, if I want to have fun, I'll oh, invite you over to my house. Yeah. You buy a bottle of wine. I buy my bottle of Hennessy because I'm just whatever whiskey. Is. We sit, we drink, Vibes. watch movies, watch TV, we play FIFA, Vibes. play music, do whatever. Has... There you spend a max of £30, even less. I've done the same. And this is the point that I was trying to get to. It's like you've. So, like, back to this donating money to nightclubs. Mm. So, like, you go to the club and they say your starting package is £500, right? Yeah. So, you go, you put on your £500, you get three bottles for that. Rip off, right? You can three spend... Three bottles for £500, knowing that the bottles you're getting all together would be less than each. 100 And two sips each of that yak, and then it's finished. You're now looking at yourself like, should we go buy more? But... Ways you can spend half the amount to just do local, local things. Like maybe in your house, maybe you go out to your friend's house, so-and-so is doing house party. You know, those kind of experiences. Okay. Because at the moment, first of all, you want to do those kind of experiences because it's going to be a controlled environment. You know the people that's, you know most of the people that are going to be there. And like, in terms of like the corona stuff, you, yeah. you know that it's less likely to, you're less likely to get the itis. We're in a nightclub, in a bar environment. Any which person off the street is going there. It's, yeah, nah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Nah. And, and the whole like, um, like what you spend your money on. Obviously, you're going to treat yourself every now and then. Yeah. Like if you've got the spare one thousand, what's it, one thousand eight hundred pounds for the Jordan Dior's and it's looking nice, you're gonna have to get that for yourself because you've got to treat yourself. You can't be sad whilst you're doing a three year hiatus. You know, you can't otherwise you'll go mad. You will go mad. You will. You'll absolutely go mad. But also I think the, the for me it's also just trying to shift your life from being this youth that expresses everything on social media because mm. you're trying to get attention from that negative <laughs> or you're trying to show your friends oh look I've got money and you don't like in, in all fact you seem like you're a child still yeah it does seem like, like that I'm guilty for it in the past I've posted things not because I want to post it because I know listen if I post before night out yeah. If I post that I've got my McQueen's on and I'm wearing my fake Rolex watch that looks like it's expensive but it really costs 15 pounds from ASOS and there I've got a trim, there I'm wearing this Trapstar t-shirt. Happen. Yeah. By the way, there. someone said that Trapstar is um, a rated P kit and I agree. Snapping the, what you call it, the Hennessy bottle that's in my house. So I probably didn't even buy it, you probably bought it. It's not even my money. 
but there you be doing it for the clout. You know you're gonna get a message off of me. Oh, you out tonight? Where you going? The amount of times that's happened. Yeah, you excited. There you go in the night out. You snap all the things you do before you met the girl. For real, because you know you're gonna be in town, and some next thing that you some lang lang. You understand? It's crazy. This world is mad. It's very mad. It's very mad. As a human race, we do some dumb shit. I do some stupid stuff on my socials. I can't lie. Dumb, dumb shit. I cannot even lie. I cannot even lie. Um. Okay. So. Moving on again. Um, obviously, we're all craving to go to the gymnasiums. Yeah, apparently Boris is freeing him up next week. Yeah. But what did someone say? Someone said, so I can go to a gym in go which I can go. No, it was related to sport. So I can go to the gym, but I can't do my like summer cricket league where I chase a, a red ball every 10 minutes. Like, how does that make sense? And I was like, yeah, that's a fair point. Like, why isn't cricket continuing? Cricket is starting again next week. Like, even, like, local county cricket and stuff, like... That's starting. Because in the Boris Freedom Cricket. Oh, okay. That makes sense. At least in the the guidelines and all that. Because he likes... But for me, it's just, like... I don't get how you can go to a pub and get drinks... But the gyms will be closed. Yeah, no, it's not making sense. And the thing that makes me even more like, no, it's not even annoyed. Just question is that it's not like the gyms are waiting for you to say yes, you can open, and then they're yeah. going to do all their health checks and health barriers and health precautions. Yeah. Every gym has already patterned that. They've been thinking about it. Pure gym has already released statements that listen. All of 286 gyms of ours in the whole of the UK are ready. We're good to go. If you say they can open tomorrow, they will open as of 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. For real? Or what time gyms open? Five. Five, something like that. They're all ready to go. The amount of um, pre-sign-ups that have been like, oh yeah, gyms are going to open soon, sign up. Here's a video. They have the content of the gym, of how the what it looks like. There's hand sanitizers. They're sectioned off the benches that can't be moved anymore because the bench stays here in the sectioned area because you're ten, you're two meters apart from the guy on your left, guy on your right. It's nuts. It's mad. And there you're looking at people in America just shining. The gyms have been open for America's the last enjoying. Four, two, three months. But then again, America's bought all the vaccines. Basically. <laughs> My guy is gonna open up the bar before he opens up the gyms. Cause of the tax, isn't it? You get more tax off of alcohol than you do off of the fitness industry. Smart. So it makes sense. That's more like, people, more people like, will drink like, alcohol than care. Game, yeah, more people will drink alcohol than will care about their health and their fitness. So <laughs> it's open up the nice pubs. I'm surprised they haven't. You'll see them open up nightclubs before they open up gyms. Bro, you love. <laughs> if they had a choice, if people didn't rebel. Nah, it's mad. You get a message from Spoda. Welcoming party. It's mad. <laughs> it's very mad. Have you been Book doing your table now. anything um specific to try to stay sane during this time? Nah. Just going with the flow. Nah, just watching TV. Mm, finishing the series. In all fairness, I'm a really crazy character. Yeah, true that. I've been, I've been saying for quite a while. <laughs> true that. True that. For quite a while. True that. 
He's mad. Oh, wow. We've come to the end of the podcast. It's going to be a very long episode. Um, so, to just... <laughs> you about to ask me music. No, I was actually about to ask you that, but we have one point that I want to discuss, uh, which is NSG, uh, the Roots album. That's all I've listened to for three weeks. That's probably a, a zaj. That's probably a bit of a lie, but yeah. Um, no, this is, no two weeks, <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing. And my Twitter account is now an NSG Stan account, so yeah. Um, top five tunes. I'm not going to ask you because you haven't prepared them. Never, I never prepare them. Though. That's the thing. Like I always just open my open my playlist. Yeah, because I there. go first. You have time to search. <laughs> you put me on the spot, and I spend like ten years. Ah, uh, cool. So no top fives this week. Uh, but if you need the tunes, just go check out my Instagram, Steve World. Yeah, you're done. The links below. Um, anything you want to plug? Nah. Not- Follow Alex Mac Fitness. I'm gonna tell you again. Follow the thing. Because man's going to come with the fitness plans. Oh, the new way that we're doing the podcast. So the podcast is going to be coming out every two weeks. Um, Every two weeks. So it's going to be longer episodes, but every two weeks. Because, hey, the every week thing was a bit mad. We'll see if everything else that people do. So every two weeks. Um, And, yeah, we'll have the content for the people. Um. I've been Steve-O, you've been Alex Mack, and we are signing out. Bye.